<laughs> Amen. If I can ask, if I can ask everybody in the house to stand with us as we pray. Yeah. Whose birthday? Whose birthday? I was going to pray. Amen. Amen. Our Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you and we thank you, Lord, for this day. Father, we thank you for your word is true, my God. Your word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we thank you for the privilege of serving you, of bearing your name. We thank you for your anointing, your Holy Spirit with us who leads and guides us father we thank you lord jesus for your teacher preachers your prophets lord jesus your evangelists all that you have placed father god in this time to declare your word father we stand this day and we pray with and for pastor sandy father that every word that you have given him father will be a clear will be open lord jesus to the hearts and minds that we will receive all that you have father god that your implanted word will go forth in each and every vessel this day father we pray that you will strengthen him anoint God, pour out your spirit as he teaches your people, Father God, that you and you alone will be glorified. We thank you, Lord. We praise you in advance of what you are doing, Lord Jesus. We thank you for who you are in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Go ahead. I thought it was kind of far over. Yeah, I was somebody, like, moved, somebody moved it. Okay. Amen. Thank God for Jesus. Pull, pull your, your mic. All right, Pastor, thank you. Okay. Yeah, I was like, it's kind of far off, close to the wall. All right, is Nicole taking her class with her? Tell them guys, get in their Bible, young or not, they need to be studying. Okay. Hey, Jaqua. How you doing? All right. We got everybody here. Okay. Um, I, the, the title of this, this, this Bible study is The Worst Time in the History of Man. It's like right in front of us. And the Lord said, that's what I want you to tell them that what the world is about to see, if you don't know Christ, what the world is about to see is worse than any time in the history of man. And I said, Lord, it's gonna be worse than the flood. And he says, it's worse because the flood was over in 40 days. This is gonna last years. They're gonna see things that they've never seen before. They're gonna be terrorized in ways they've never been terrorized before. It's gonna be the worst time in the history of man. He said, this is why there's a rapture. Because my children, people who are in relationship with me are not going to see any of that time. And the only time you will see earth again is when you're returning behind me on a white horse of your own. So, but God wants people to know it's going to be the worst time in the history of mankind. And it's at the door. And God wanted me to show you 
that he is the author of time and he's already given you the time. But no one is paying attention to the Bible. No one is paying attention to God. The Lord says, and no one's paying attention to you, Sandy. <laughs> so, so don't think that, you know, you're going to preach some incredible message that's going to make the whole world say, we've been wrong. <laughs> he said, I'm only telling you this to let you know what people are being saved from. Nephilim, they will not be hiding in the seven years of tribulation. So you're going to see beings that they've never seen before. There will be no constitutional rights or you can't arrest me because I've done nothing. They will take who they want. They will do what they want. And if you don't want to come in line with what their agenda is, they will do what they want with you. So that is coming up on the world. And the, and the Lord said the only thing that I could even closely compare it to, but it was only going on in a small portion of the world, is what happened in Germany. Because he said when it started, it began as terrorizing a group of people arresting a group of people and one person was trying to bring all of these people and kill all of these people and he had six years of doing it and he was treacherous and evil in the way that he did it he said but his treachery and his evil over the Jews can't be compared to what's going to happen in the seven years to come that's what you're being saved from. So if you are witnessing to somebody and you're telling them they need to get saved so that they don't get left in the tribulation, you're giving them some very good advice. Amen. Amen. God said he is the author of time and he's given us the time. I'm only turning this phone off because someone will call. And... Um, Okay. Praise God. I want us to go to the book of Genesis chapter 1. We have some horrible false prophets in the world. Did you guys see that? If you have, haven't seen a thing called uh, about the chosen movie, it's called, um, what's that thing called? Chosen, oh, it's uh, The Chosen Exposure. It's a, it's a five-hour documentary on the movie Chosen. Who's involved in it, why they're involved in it, what they're trying to do with the movie. I ignored that thing for years till someone said, you should watch it, it's beautiful. And I started watching it and I went, you know, this is good. But then God started opening my eyes. And I realized the guy who playing Jesus is not just a Catholic. He's a Knights Templar. That means he's a, he's a high level Freemason. Okay, he's not just a Catholic. And he's bragging about that the Pope wants to give him a higher position than the Knights Templar. 
And so the guy that's playing Jesus is a full on Luciferian. And so I'm just trying to, to let you know, watch the documentary for yourself, because if you can continue watching it after you watch the documentary, because I believe God blessed that person to do that documentary for his people so that they won't get caught up in deception because they remember they always give you stuff free at first. It's the it's the uh, the life of a drug dealer, right? Everything's free and beautiful in the beginning. OK, and I watched the beginning, but I, I'm wondering where are they headed with this thing? Because they are really using it to try to get people into Mormonism and Catholicism. But now I'm finding out the guy who's playing Jesus is a nice Templar. So he's a, a high level Freemason. So watch it. Um, watch it for yourself. Pray over it for yourself. Because I know many people have already bought the T-shirt and the hat. And so uh, it's hard when you become a fan to break away from something. Amen. Okay, let me. That's the guy. Yes, that is the guy. And thank God for him. Okay. Are you in Genesis? Chapter one. Verse 14. It says, then God said, let there be light in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for a sign for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for a light in the firmament of the heaven to give light on the earth. And it was so. Verse uh, 16 says, then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. <coughs> and then it says, and there was evening and there was morning and it's the fourth day. So God creates these lights in the sky. He creates the sun. He creates the moon. And he says, these are for days seasons and years so that by them we can begin to count time. So God is the inventor of time. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. I think a six hour, a six day work of 24 hours is 144 hours. That's where you get your 144,000 in Revelation because it's, it's the end of the work week. So understand and know and, and that God has created time. Now, God, the scripture says he sits above the circle of the earth for you flat earthers. <laughs> he sits above the circle of the earth outside in eternity. You understand? So God exists in eternity. So that means whatever's on the other side of eternity was created by God, and so it is time that was created. So God is not only the creator of time, he's also the author of it, and he's also the one who is governing it to make sure that everything happens on time. Because when it says seasons, it means a Moadim, 
times that have been appointed by God. Okay, that's what the demon asked Jesus. He says, are you here to uh, uh, torment me, torment us before the Mohadim? Because he know that there is an appointed time for their punishment. And Jesus was early. Okay, so time is created. All right. Let's continue. Um, please go to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I wish the whole world would listen and change. Wouldn't that be beautiful? One of the guys in the book that uh, Nicole was showing you is a Hindu guy. He, but he, see, he says he believes in Jesus, but he, he believes all, all religions are going to heaven. And he says his mother died a Hindu, and if he gets to heaven and his mother's not in heaven, he don't want to be there. But, but, he, but he preaches the body. He says he believes in Jesus. That's a different Jesus. Yeah, so I mean, gotta be careful who we listen to and, and who they make famous, because he's, he's been on TBN, <laughs> you know? Same guy's been on TBN, so you gotta know. Okay, so you're in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, uh, 15, verse 45. Okay, now, I wanna ask you a question. What does it tell us, okay? If God created time, what does it tell us? That means that there is a God and that there is a time and that there is an author over it, okay? And he's, he's making sure that everything happens in accordance to the way he's timed it out because he set the end from the beginning. You understand? So he knows the time of the end and he knows when it began, okay? Now, <clears throat> um, in Corinthians it says this, it says, so it was written that the first Adam became a living, um, a living being, but the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. Okay, so who's the first Adam? Adam himself, right? Who's the last Adam? Because the last Adam is a life-giving spirit. Jesus. Jesus is. So. Why is it that God would start this ministry off by counting 6,000 years, and when I get to the 1948th year after Adam's creation, um, it comes to the time of that, that Abraham's father begins having children. So you have Abraham being mentioned when? 1948 years after the creation of Adam. So that means, now listen, 1948 doesn't even exist yet. God's just counting years. Because you can't get 1948 AD until Jesus is born. So then the second Adam is born, and then you count. 1948 years and the people of Abraham Israel is rebirth so how did God do that how did he make sure that Abraham's father began having children 1948 years after the first Adam and then the second Adam which is a life-giving spirit Jesus makes sure that Israel is rebirthed back into the earth 
1948 years. So does that tell us that somebody is controlling time? And if you don't know and understand that, what Jesus says won't make any difference to you because when he proclamates the end of time, you just see it as being, oh, it could happen any time in history. Who knows? We could have one pastor in L.A. said we could have over a thousand years left. I was like, after the rebirth of Israel, we could have over a thousand years left. So now who, who made you pastor of the church? That was my, the scary part to me is like you can just become. But that's a whole nother story. We'll read it. We'll talk about that later. But the fact is, God is trying to let us know and understand he's been counting time and he knows what's going on. OK, now. If. Uh, the nation of Israel is going to be rebirthed. We realize something. Guess what? We're in 2022, but Israel's not in 2022. Israel don't keep their calendars as 2022. They're 5783, right? So they have two different calendars. Okay? But look, when you get to the 5708 verse of the Torah before they, they canonized it, it was the 5708 verse of the Bible said what? The nation of Israel will be rebirthed in this year. So the 5708 verse of the Torah said, you will come back into the land that used to belong to your fathers, and God will bless you when you return. 5708 is for us 1948. So how is it that, and let's go to Psalms, chapter 19. I mean, chapter 48. Me and J.R. Church are going to be best buddies. Well, even J.R. Church is going to say, you know what, I didn't really discover it. He, my my, my, my uh, secretary discovered it. His secretary came to him and said, did you know that Psalms is the 19th book of the Bible and the 48th chapter talks about the rebirth of the nation of Israel? And, and, and uh, J.R. Church said, no, that's strange. And it made him start studying it. Because now you could see that whoever canonized the Bible, which I believe is God, said that Psalms has to be the 19th book of the Bible. And the 48th chapter of Psalms has to talk about the rebirth of the nation of Israel. Now, if it talks about the rebirth of the nation of Israel and it talks about it in a vague way, meaning that they could be talking about anybody. If it did that, you would be able to say, well, that could go for anybody. Probably not even talking about Israel. But the way God has it written is that is that it's every exact step of what happened when they came back. It says, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise in the city of our God, um, his holy mountain. It is beautiful in its loftiness, the joy of the whole earth, like the utmost heights of Zephon is Mount Zion, the city of the great king. God is in her citadel and he has shown himself to be her fortress. 
God is, is bringing them back. He says, when the kings joined forces, they advanced together and saw her and were astounded. Who were the kings that advanced toward Israel when she came back into the land? Five Arab nations. They were determined to destroy them as soon as they got back into the land. But then what happened? It says, um, when they advanced together, they saw her and were astounded. But it says, they fled in terror. Trembling seized them, their pain like that of a woman in labor. You destroyed them like the ships of Tarshish, scattered by the east wind. Wait a minute, Israel just got back in the land. They don't have an army. Who's fighting for them? Exactly. So God fights this war and, and, and causes these five Arab nations to take off in terror. And so Israel has been in the land since the day they came back. And God already said in Genesis that it will be in the 1948th year. In Deuteronomy, it will be in the 1948th year. So God is controlling time. This is what you need to understand because God, Jesus is going to give a, a, a prophecy. Let's keep continue reading this, though. As we have heard, so we have seen. In 1948, you say we heard we were going back, but now we've seen it. In the city of the Lord Almighty, in the city of our God, God has made her secure forever. That means Israel's not going anywhere. Within your temple, O God, we meditate on our unfailing love. Like your name, O God, your praise reaches the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Mount Zion rejoices. The village of Judah are glad because of your judgment. What was the judgment? To give Israel back their land. This is after the, the, the Holocaust. Then it says, walk around Zion, go around her, count her citadels, consider well her rampart, view her citadels, that you may go and tell it to the Lador HaAkaron, to the last generation. God says, 1948, when you see this happen, go and tell it to the last generation. So what crazy YouTube person is going to say, I think the last generation is 1967. I think the last generation is 1949. That means you, you're going against what God has already written. God already told you when the last. And he said, when you see it happen, go and tell it to the last generation. Let them know this is the last generation. OK. Let's continue. So as we look at that. I want us to go to, now let's not go there. I'm going to show you something. Now watch this. Um, 19 years later, after Israel was destroyed, they lost Jerusalem. Jerusalem was destroyed. So that means that not only do they have to come back into the land in 1948, that means that 19 years later, they have to get back Jerusalem. They have to get back to Jerusalem. So if they don't get back to Jerusalem 19 years later, that means that scripture was broken. And that is not true because they were destroyed 19 years apart. God said, I'm going to punish you 
for 2,520 years. 1948 is exactly 2009, I mean 2,520 years from the time that Israel was destroyed. And so God was counting 2,520 years, and then he says, oh, it's 1948, it's been 2,520 years, now we need the rebirth of Israel. Oh, Jerusalem wasn't destroyed until 19 years later, so 19 years later, we'll give them back Jerusalem. What happened 19 years later? 1967. They got Jerusalem back. Do you know that's in 2 Kings chapter 25, chapter 25, verse 8, that it tells you that it was the 19th year so that you'll know that it's going to happen 19 years later? God is controlling time. So this is what God is going to tell me. Look, if you're not listening to the word of God and you're not understanding that I'm controlling time and you do not listen to me when I tell you what time you're living in, I can't help you. That means the world is dictating to you what they want you to know, and you're not listening to the Bible. So the Lord is like, look, if from the beginning of time, if I know that Israel's calendar is going to be 5708 in 1948, 5 plus 7 plus 0 plus 8 is 20. And if I know that in 1948 for the Gentile calendar, it's going to be 9 plus 1 plus 4 plus 8 is 22. So I got two calendars, 20 and 22. I've already told you the year. But now people are saying, Pastor Sandy, you're crazy. 22, 2022 is over. You just might well admit you're a false prophet. That's what people say. And I say, well, I may be a false watchman, but God has never told me I was a prophet. So, <laughs> but let me tell you something. God knew that. God knew that both years for both countries, both Gentile and Jews, the numerical value would be 2022. You're like, well, Sandy, this is ungodly to go 5 plus 7 plus 0 plus 1. Anybody could just break up all kinds of numbers. Then you could go, you could go uh, 2 minus uh, 2 plus 2 plus 2 is 6. Wait a minute. So is a 666 going to be happening in that same year? And is a salvation going to be happening in that same year? Oh, okay. So it seems like God is like, my, my numbers are in order. I could show you something in Genesis that would just make you go, God is ridiculous. Because, <laughs> because numerically, he just, the way he broke Genesis, and he does this with all of the numbers of Genesis, separating all the numbers. And then when you get to the bottom number, it leads you right back up to Genesis. And you just go, he's just ridiculous. He's, he's a mathematical genius. So, you guys okay? Yes, sir. All right. So, um, so as we see that, I know this, okay? Jeremiah chapter 24. Let's go there. Because I got to get to my real message. All right. Jeremiah chapter 24. Okay. Because someone said, well, maybe, you know, God is not talking about the fig tree. 
generation. Maybe Israel is not really leaving the fig tree. Blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> As a pastor, I'd just be sitting there like, okay, whatever, you know. But here it is in, Jer in, in, in uh, Jeremiah 24 that God is going to tell you that Israel is the fig tree. But God said, I told you that Israel was the fig tree in Genesis when Adam and Eve sinned and they tried to cover their own sin with fig leaves. I told you that Israel was the fig tree because there's going to be a nation that's going to try to cover their own sin. And that's going to be the fig tree generation. And they're going to try to use their fig leaves to cover themselves. But I'm going to kill a lamb to cover their sins. So everything has been already pre-told by God. OK, Amen. our job is to ignore the world. And focus on God. Okay? Because if I listen to the world, according to that pastor, I got a thousand years left. See, you laughing. He gonna say, they were laughing at me, and that's what I see. Listen to this. In uh, Jeremiah 24, verse 3. The Lord said to me, What do you see, Jeremiah? Figs, I answered. The good ones are very good, but the poor ones are so bad that I cannot eat, that they cannot be eaten. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord, uh, the God of Israel says. Like those figs, I regard as the exiles from Judah. Wow. So God said to the figs, right? Whom I sent away from this place to the land of Babylon. So that's Israel. My eyes will watch over them for their good, and I will bring them back to the land. What? In 1948, did he bring them back? And I will build them up and not tear them down, and I will plant them and not uproot them. I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their heart. Have they returned with all their heart yet? No. But they're there and they're going to stay until they do this. Amen. But God says, I'm going to bring the fig tree back. Amen. When you see this, go and tell it to the last generation. Who's the word of God? Jesus. He's telling you, when you see this, go and tell it to the last generation. Now, a generation unto man is in Psalms verse 90. And I'm going to tell you guys, this is beautiful. I'm just, just go to Psalms 90 because. Ooh. Now watch this in Psalms verse 90. It says the length of our days is 70 years. That's a generation unto man. If you go all through the, 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 the Old Testament, it'll say, and the whole generation of Joseph died. Um, in Egypt and they died off in what in the 70th year so God knew in the Old Testament that a generation was 70 years every time God speaks of the 70 years he's talking about a generation now he says a generation is 70 years to us okay so we're like okay if that's the last generation we got 70 years 2018 this thing is done okay but God said Keep reading. <laughs> so he says, the length of our days is 70 years. Or 80, 
Okay, and I'm going to read it the best way the Hebrew says it. But because of their arrogance and pride, that tr they will have trouble and sorrow for uh, for they quickly pass and, and we fly away. So it says because of their arrogance and pride of who? The nation of Israel. Yeah. Yeah. The nation of Israel. Who is that? Pastor, Pastor Brandon here the other day. And he was he was he, he was trying to witness to a Jewish guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I keep telling you, I have tried to do it. Let me tell you, I said, we meet a few good uh, like uh, Messianic Jews and you go, see, the Jews are accepting Jesus. Oh, awesome. You're going to have to meet a real one. <laughs> Be because what the, Jew what the Jewish guy told him when he tried to tell him about Jesus was disgusting. He said, that's what we think about Jesus. I was like, ah. I, and, and he looked at me like, what are you? I'm like, man, I should have told you. I should have warned you for you did. I was witnessing to a rabbi. He was in my van on my van side. On the, this side was 20, 2017 tribulations coming. And and on this on the other side was Jesus is Lord. He got in on this side. He didn't know what tribulation was because he, he was studying new type testament. So he got in and we're riding together. Every day he'd get in my van, we'd ride. He never knew Jesus is Lord it's on the other side. But we're in there and I started talking to him about Jesus one day. And ooh. <laughs> I started putting my dukes up. <laughs> I, I said, hold, slow down. I said, slow down. I said, all right, look, we don't have to talk about this ever again. <laughs> But we don't know and understand that Israel is still very angry at very Jesus. Angry. And thank God for the Messianic Jews that are there and for the 3,000 that got saved at Pentecost. But on the whole, that nation is not following Jesus. Okay? So it says because of their arrogance and pride, it will be 80. Okay? So it's not 2018. It's going to be 2028, 20, but for that whole year, they'll be 80. So you're working into the last seven years of Jesus' prophecy. Because Jesus says, this generation shall not pass until you see me coming on a cloud with my saints behind me, rescuing Israel. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And so God has already given you the time. Amen. The Lord said, this is just an icing on the cake. I told you this already. Amen. Amen. That 5708 is 20 and 1948 is 22 is Amen. just icing on the cake. I, I told you that this you were entering into the last seven years many years ago when I told you when they're rebirth, go and tell it to the last generation. I have given them an extra t uh, 10 years on top of this because of my goodness and because of my grace. Amen. But it is their arrogance and their pride that now their generation is going to end in 80. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then it, be, it, it continues to read. So yet, you know, it says, who knows the power of your anger? This is Israel talking to God for your wrath is as great as the fear that is due you. Um, teach us to number our days right that we may gain a heart of wisdom. OK, so God said, teach us to number our days, teach us 
to know when the Antichrist comes, he said he will change times and seasons and he will come with a peace plan. Why is he changing times and seasons? So you sitting up here going, we got a thousand years. Or you or you sitting up here going, it's not, it's still it's not 2022 anymore, it's 2023, it's over. Let's just go back. No. We stand on God's plan. Amen. Amen. Okay? Amen. The 22 is was to give you, here's the prophecy, 22. It is the marriage today. It is it is everything. Is the 22. So listen, I, I, I was talking to Drea the other day. I said, you know. Uh, if Pastor Ben and them get the blessing that they were praying for and, and we get to go and hang out with them there, I said, that's going to be so awesome. And I said, if the Lord don't come, that would be a beautiful thing. And Drea said, I think they'd rather have a rapture. <laughs> 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 and I said, she's right. <laughs> so it just kind of stopped me, you know. Because humanly, we want human things. Right. You understand? Right. You know, I want to see this happen, you know. <laughs> no, you really want the rapture, believe me. Okay? So, now that I, I finished that, God said I can do this Bible study. And let's go to 2 Peter chapter 2. On Wednesday night, 2 Peter chapter 2. On Wednesday night, I am going to give you guys the names of people and I will tell you some things that they're doing, okay? That they're Christian ministers, they're all the time on TBN, but what they're doing behind the scenes is so evil, you guys won't even believe it when I tell you. And I'm gonna give you a list of names Stay away from this person, stay away from this person, stay away from this person, stay away from this person. And if you say why, I'm going to tell you why, and if you, if you can take it, okay? And I'm going to say stay away from this person. You know I'm going to say T.D. Jake, stay away from him, but, you know, people go, oh, he's the greatest black pastor. I'm like, get out of here. I'm going to, big time. You know, and we know the obvious, Joel Osteen, because I mean... If I if I went to a, a LB, what's a mafia, the the letter, the letter mafia, the LPGTQ, whatever they are. If I if I went to a concert, to a Lady Gaga concert to support the letters, and I po and I and I was posing with Lady Gaga, and what's that other black guy, the, the gay guy with the hat on? He, he sings country, but he's sick. Anyway, he's pure listener. And I'm posing and taking pictures of them. And I come in on Sunday, I bet you the only thing I would hear would be crickets. Right. Huh? Right. Yeah. That's who he's posing with. So that he's at a gay, he's supporting a gay rights at a concert and he's posing with him and Lady Gaga, him and his wife. And he comes back to a church and his church is still full. So what does that tell you about the people that's in the church? Okay, God, because this is the Lord told me. I told you it's only going to be few. You look on TV and you go, see, there's a lot of us. He says, I told you there's going to be few. Okay, and remember, God already said, the little to see in church, I'm not really in it. Right. That's true. I don't really, I, I, they don't want me. 
and I don't want them. Do you understand? They don't want me in there. Because if they, if, if they let me in, I'm going to correct what they're doing. And so they don't want me in there. And so we have to know and understand. When, when, they ask, when the apostles asked Jesus Christ about the end time, the first thing he said is, let no one deceive you. That's the first thing he said. Many are going to come saying that they are anointed, the Christ. I am. It doesn't mean they're saying that they're Jesus. They're going to say, I'm anointed. Right. Okay. Now, let's read Second uh, Peter chapter, chapter 2. It says, but there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways and will bring the way of truth into dispute. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. So they're going to make up stories. And, and, the, and the audience is going to be like, wow. I heard Heidi Baker, who they gave her millions of dollars to go open a thing with the children over in Mozambique. But guess what Ro Rose in Mozambique when she got there? Child pedophilia, right? But I'm going to give you millions of dollars to open a place in Mozambique, and you're going to be taking care of rejected and unwanted kids. All right. She looks kind of like Hillary and the Lord says she's she is like Hillary. OK, but you don't you won't know it because you think, oh, mama, mama Heidi's over there taking care of children. You don't think that she's evil. You think she's a godly woman because she's on TNN. I mean, on, t t uh, on the Christian TBN. OK. And so all of these things are going on under our underneath us and there's a whole mafia of false prophets who belong to the Southern Baptist Convention and belong to different Messianic groups that are doing things, standing in pulpits, preaching the gospel, saying what God told them and what they saw. Oh, and then in the next moment, I saw Jesus standing on this side and an angel was on that side. And he said to me, go to the nations. I'm going to give you the nations." No, the, the, the Freemasons are going to give you a nation and they're going to open up a child place there so that they can start pedophilia there. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. And, you, and, and then we're going to help you write books and you're going to make a lot of money as long as you keep our business going over there. So if I, you tell Christians that, they go, oh, I saw on TV and she seems so nice. I don't care what you saw. I'm not trying to tell you what's going on. So for this guy that's playing Jesus in the Chosen movie, for him to be a Knights Templar, that's a high-level Freemason. It is. And so I'm trying to let you guys know your best friend of biblical knowledge is your Bible. Mm -hmm. It is not TBN. That's right. That's right. right. It is not TBN. As a matter of fact, you'll get more spiritual growth from studying your Bible than listening to me. 
Because while you're reading, you're quiet and the Holy Spirit will talk to you. I learned that a long time ago. I say, man, I learn more in the quietness of my own time than I do when I'm at church. Because the Holy Spirit said, oh, now go to this scripture. And oh, this is for that. And don't remember to use this. when You know, because the Holy Spirit can talk to you when you're reading your Bible quietly by yourself. Amen. So you can't depend on Sunday morning to feed you. Because Amen. Amen. anybody that eats only when the restaurant's open is dumb. You understand? Because if you don't eat at home, you coming back every week like, oh, my God, I'm starving. Of course you are. You ain't read your Bible since last Sunday. So, so you got to stay in your word. Listen, you are you are your protection in your relationship with God. You've got to stay in your word because it's going to keep you safe when you have knowledge of who he is. My my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. You don't know, so anybody can sell you anything. Okay? It says, um, they, it says uh, in their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they have made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. God says, I know what they're doing. Don't worry. Destruction's hanging over them. For if God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but sent them to hell, putting them in gloomy dungeons to be held for, for judgment, if he did not spare the ancient world when he brought the flood on the ungodly people, but protected Noah, a preacher of righteousness, and seven others, if he condemned the city of Sodom and Gomorrah by burning them to ashes, and made them an example of what is going to happen to the ungodly. And if he rescued Lot, a righteous man who was distressed by the filthy lives of lawless men, for the righteous man was living among them day after day, um, was tormented in his righteous soul by the lawless, by the lawless deeds he saw and heard. Wow. So God said, don't you worry about the false teachers. Because God says they're not listening to you, Sandy. They love T.D. Jakes. Matter of fact, he's their God. Because if even Jesus came and told them, get out of this church, they would stay there. If Jesus came and stood in Joel Osteen's church and says, get out of here, this ain't right. They would say, no, he's a wonderful pastor. Because when your love for your pastor is greater than your love for Jesus, something is wrong. And when you're quoting your pastor more than you're quoting the Bible, something's wrong. Because you're supposed to be in the word of God for you. And we're living in some very dangerous times and there are we've got more false prophets now than ever before. 90% of them are on YouTube. It is crazy right now. Guy sent me a thing, oh, I saw you on YouTube, and I sent you all my information to let you know that I've read the Bible over 200 times and that there is no such thing as the rapture. Here's my studies and information. When you go through them, get back to me. 
Say, okay, I, I will start reading today. Wait for me. <laughs> I'll call you when I'm done. That is crazy. First of all, you didn't read the Bible 200 times. You haven't read the Bible once if you don't understand that there's a moment in time that two will be in one place, one will be taken and the other one left. If you haven't got that, you didn't read it 200 times. You're lying. So that makes you a liar from the jump. Okay, I'm getting too personal. Lord. <laughs> all right, here we go. It says, it says here in verse 9, um, if this is so, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly men from trials and to hold the unrighteous for the day of judgment. Um, while continuing in their punishment, it says this is um, especially true of those who follow corrupt desires of the sinful nature and despise authority. You follow what? Corrupt desires of the sinful nature. You don't fight it. You follow it. You don't fight it. You follow it. I want to drink. You follow it. Porn's on. You follow it. it, it whatever happens, you follow it. You understand? Because you think that God is not with you at all times. So you think he's not watching right now. So I can do whatever I want. But God is with you all the time. Amen. He's like, this is jacked up what you're doing. You need to stop. And you go, I don't need to repent. Once say, always say. <laughs> whatever you say, you better know something. God sees everything. So don't, do, don't follow your sinful nature. We got saved to do what? To pick up our cross and follow Jesus. We didn't get saved to continue in sin. How can you, who, who have been born again, continue in sin? If you said you died to it, die to it. I know there's going to be struggles. It takes time to overcome some things. But be on your knees praying for deliverance. Don't just give in to the lifestyle. Here we go. Where am I at? This especially is true of those who follow corrupt desires of the symphony. It says, bold and arrogant, these men are. Talking about false prophets. <clears throat> um, not afraid to slander celestial beings. Yet even angels, uh, although they are stronger and more powerful, do not bring slander or accusation against such beings in the presence of the Lord. But these men... Uh, blaspheme, blaspheme in matters they do not understand. They are like brute beasts, uh, creatures of instinct, born only to be caught and destroyed. Like beasts, they, uh, they too will perish. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in broad daylight, they they are uh, blots and, and, and blemishes uh, revealing in their pleasure while they feast with you. Wow. Listen, he said they're doing this all while they're hanging out with you. OK, <laughs> you guys better know with eyes of full adultery, they never stop sinning. 
He's talking about the prep, these teachers. He's like, with eyes of adultery, they never stop sinning. If you got a problem with lust, don't become a pastor. Amen. Find a back seat and grow up. Thank you. And then wait for God to call you. Amen. Had this thing, this guy over in, in Texas, um, uh, the, the husband, was it the wife? The husband came in and shot the pastor and shot the wife. And everybody's wondering, who is this guy? There was a random shooting. They found out, no, he was a member of the church. He's a member of the church. And said, what happened? Oh, the pastor had been sleeping with his wife. So he came in and shot the pastor. And, then with the, and, and the wife didn't die, but the pastor died. So I'm just, even in Ohio, me and Pastor Ben were reading. There was a whole group of pastors that had a, 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 a prostitution ring going. They were using the same girls. But they were right there among you. And every morning, open your Bibles to God bless you for being here. Don't forget to tithe. Every week. Listen, they have no conscience. The Bible says it's seared. It's been burnt away. So this is why, this is why I say your best friend is your Bible. I like reading other people's books, but I haven't read someone else's book in a long time because the Bible's so good. <laughs> if your book is not about the Bible, I don't really want to read it. Here we go. Let's go. God said finish this. Okay. It says, they will be paid back for the harm they have done. The idea of pleasure is crowded in the daytime. Okay, verse 15. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the ways of Balaam of Baor. Who is Balaam? Balaam got paid for profit. He was a prophet for pay. If you ain't paying him, Balaam, he's like, I don't have a prophecy for you. If I can't get paid, you ain't get no prophecy. Balaam became a, a prophet for pay, okay? And he says, uh, follow the ways of Balaam of Baor, who loved the wages of wickedness. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, a beast without speech, who spoke with a man's voice to restrain the prophet's madness. Say, are you crazy? What are you doing? Don't you know hell exists? I'm getting paid. You go ahead. Some of these YouTube people getting paid. And they come up with some new foolishness every week. Why? Because they get a bunch of watches. They, they, they know how to, they, they've learned how to work YouTube. And they get a check every month. And if they don't have no foolishness that week, they'll make up some new foolishness. Because they got to keep the check coming. You understand? You got to know what you're dealing with. And it says, these men are springs without water. <coughs> um... Uh, and a mist driven by a storm, blackest darkness um, reserved. Blackest of darkness is reserved for them, for for they mouth empty boastful words by appealing to the lustful desires of the sinful nature. They entice people who are just escaping for those who lived in error. So they entice people who just came to Christ. Mm -hmm. 
They promise them freedom while they themselves are slaves to depravity. For man is a slave to whatever he masters him. If they escape the corruption of the world by knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and are again entangled and overcome, they are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. That's what's the problem with going back into the world. It would have been better if you had not known God. But there are pastors that they, they get involved in this, the money gets good, then the girls start coming up. Hey, Pastor, that was a wonderful message. God bless you. And then, <laughs> next thing you know, they're cheating. Eddie Longstreet has a pastor there that got caught cheating on his wife two times at the other church before he got the job at this church. And they hired him. And now you know what he wants to do with the church? He wants to use the land to, to grow marijuana so he can, he can teach the, the, the young men how to start a business. That's what, it, that's what you, Jamal, whatever his name is, Brian, yeah, craziness. This is what I'm saying, they're among us. There were, there were false prophets among them and there are gonna be false prophets among you. Keep your eyes open. It's not a sin to be smart. <laughs> it is, it's, not, it's not a sin to ask questions. Come on, you guys. It would have been better for them if they had not known the way of righteousness than to have known it, than to turn back on the secret command um, that was passed on to them of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to his vomit and a saw to washing, to, to washing in the mire. Okay, so listen, you guys. The chapter after that talks about the day of the Lord. And, and that chapter says to make sure that we don't forget that a day unto the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. And God is letting you know, I've been counting the days. And you're past 6,000 years. You're early morning on the third day from Jesus. And you're in the 6,000th year. And you're in the last time. And the world is about to see things they never thought they'd see. Because you never thought they would pull you out of your house for owning a Bible and just take you and chop your head off before the trial. Yeah. You never thought that would happen. You never thought that creatures looked like that. Well, I thought I knew they were Nephilim, but they looked like us. Not anymore. We don't have to hold nothing. So you guys have to know and understand. There are many. And that's what Wednesday night, I'm going to give you a list because they're out there. And some of them you might go, he's okay. And God is like, no, he's not. Okay. And but if I don't tell you, you won't know. You know, you'll think that some, some of these people, that, that Hindu guy was on TBN. 
And he was talking about Jesus and it was just clapping. So I went to read about him. And he says, well, my mother was Hindu and she died, but all religions are saved. And no matter if you're a uh, Buddhist or Hindu, the, 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 the grace of God is going to save you no matter what you, you, he says, but me, I'm a Christian. And he says, if I get to heaven and my mother's not there, I'm going to tell God, send me to hell because I don't want to be here. That's what the Hindu guy said. But he's on TBN. He's got a book. I got a new book out. But I'm telling you guys, it's among us. Read your Bible for yourself. Know your word for yourself. The final balance is in this whole thing is you. Yeah. It's your soul. You're making it to heaven. It's you. And Satan has never made a four dollar orange uh, uh, dollar bill. <laughs> because you wouldn't accept it. You'd be like, first it's orange, Satan, you stupid. <laughs> Our money's green. Right. And it's a four dollar bill. We don't even have four dollar bill. Right. Say don't make those. Right. Right. If he makes a 20, it's going to look like a 20. Right. It's for you to, to know what a real 20 dollar feels like so that you don't take it and think that that is good. Amen. Praise God. You guys have a wonderful day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah.